Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This is Kelly Henderson, and you are listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast. Today, I'm speaking with master astrologer Marvin Wilkerson. I've seen Marv for many years now, and he has also in some ways become like a life coach for me in helping keep my soul connected and on track. He is here today to talk about what we can expect with some of the upcoming planetary transits and energy in 2021, and he also gave a brief forecast for each sign for the year ahead. Even if you do not believe in astrology, I really encourage you to listen to Marv's words with an open mind. I think that a lot of this stuff may ring more true than you would expect. Here's our conversation. Okay, so Marv, I've been talking to you and I keep saying to you the feedback that I'm getting from friends of mine is just that 2020 was so difficult and they're like, I just can't wait for things to get back to normal, right? And so when we started 2021, I think a lot of people felt like maybe things were going to lighten up and then they didn't. And so we're left to kind of wonder what things are going to look like this next year. So wanted to talk to you and kind of get some insight because the one thing you keep saying to me is there is no back to normal that's going to happen. So it's helped me to kind of mentally prepare myself for that. And so I kind of want to give that to everyone else and just sort of talk through maybe some insight into what we're going to see in 2021 um, energy wise, the different cycles that are happening. You and I talked about that the other day. Um, and just the different ages that we're moving into. I know you mentioned something about the Aquarius or is it the age of Aquarius? Isn't that a song? Well, yes. <laughs> I mean, don't you're old enough to remember the age of Aquarius. <laughs> As a matter of fact, that's what started out my radio show in Phoenix, Arizona. Really? Back in the 90s. That yeah. song in particular? Yes. What do you mean? How did that start a radio show? Well, in my intro into my radio show was the song, The Age of Aquarius. Well, I'm obviously going to have to add that to this podcast now. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> okay, so where should we start? What do you think is the easiest way for people to get an overall picture. Well, you know, this is the thing, Kelly. I mean, you know, as astrologers, we always look long-term, we look at cycles as well as uh, we look at um, forecasts um, from a cyclical standpoint. You know, um, I think we were talking the other day, the age of Aquarius, um, it's been argued that it started in the early 30s uh, 1930s, and it won't come to fruition until somewhere in the 2020s sometime. Um, but I think it's very um, powerful to note because Aquarius is high-mindedness. This is the higher octave of, of regular thinking. Uh, Aquarians are mental pioneers. They're futuristic. 
They're imaginative, creative, inventive, they're scientific. So Aquarius is a very positive um, sign insofar as uh, high-mindedness. Now, the, the polarity um, is rebelliousness because they're individualist. They think for themselves and they think on an individual basis. So I think that's a good place to start to understand what we've been through and what we're going into. You know, the ruler of Aquarius is Uranus, and Uranus is that high-minded thinking. It's the higher octave of just a middle conscious, um, um, uh, consciousness of analyzation, analytics, and so forth. So it's much more of an intuitive <clears throat> energy. Okay. Well, let's take note that on March 7th, the ruler of Aquarius moved into Taurus. So That's an eight-year cycle. So that means last March, when we got kicked off in the United States with COVID, right. Uranus, the ruler of Aquarius, moved into a new sign after eight years. Okay. And so what it's asking us is putting on a emphasis on our feelings. And so Taurus's feelings, Taurus's, um, uh, Taurus's values, relationships, it's how we use our talents and abilities. So when we put this whole energy together in a Taurian kind of way, so for the next eight years, we're actually growing into a much more higher minded way of thinking and using our intuition instead of just typical old anal analyzation. This now, how I see that. I'm so excited because I feel like I'm going to thrive in an area or in a, in a time period of feelings. <laughs> uh -huh. That's right up my alley, Marv. Exactly. <laughs> now, we are going to have, you know, as we've seen this play out, we've seen the the untruths, the rebellions, the groups, and Aquarius um, rules friendships. Uh, it rules groups. It rules high um, connections to group. And in other words, it rules the Senate and the House of Representatives. It rules local communities. It rules civic connections. So in other words, we've got groups of people that are moving in to like-mindedness. And now what you have is, I mean, you know, what's the difference between Proud Boys or uh, the groups of liberals or the difference between conservatives? I mean, these are just groups of like-minded people. So, so can I ask a question? Mm -hmm. Whenever we, like lately, we've been seeing this complete divided nation you know like we've had the the, the like-minded groups like you said but they're so divisive between the two of us they're so you know like one side is super far this way and the other side is super far this way and no one can seem to to see it equally or somewhere in the middle is that because of what this energy that's coming in now that we're we're all just only gravitating towards like-minded people well let's think about it if we don't have darkness how we find how do we find light Right. So, the contrast. Build it up. so in other words, can you see what we've been through in the in 2020 is contrasting realities, contrasting right. illusions, delusions, fantasies, contrasting lies versus truth. And the only way to get to the middle ground is all truth has to be put into the proper context. In the proper context in groups, does it does my beliefs, does my my fantasies support the better human need, the okay. better group need? And so, in other words, how has Proud Boys helped this country? How has QAnon helped this country? This is a society, a culture that is trying to move beyond a pandemic, which is a, um, 
kind of like the uh, uh, a terrible situation on our culture and society and humanity because it's worldwide. Mm-hmm. So you see, if we start looking at it from the fragmentation of all these different groups, I mean, where do the, where do we root out some of this? Uh, negative rebellious sides of these independents that are only doing this for power. Mm. So you have to understand that we've been in a big power play for a year. Yeah. And this pandemic is a way that um, either energetically or astrologically, we're being forced to look at this from a different perspective, a different mind level. Uh, we've never been in a time in my lifetime, which is a long time, <laughs> that uh, we've had an opportunity to really evaluate ourselves personally, individually, because we're cut off from so much uh, interaction with people. Right. So we've had to live with ourselves. And then, of course, you know, we have to live with intimates. I mean, you know, all of a sudden that's created a little bit of a chaos. Yeah. That's what I keep saying is none of this can be an accident. Like it is all, there's so many things happening that are so life changing all at the same time that it just doesn't feel like, Oh, this is a coincidence that it's happening at the same time. I think it is forcing us to look at things from a different perspective. And it sounds like for the next eight years, maybe we're supposed to gravitate towards our groups and hopefully all start to work together a little more. Well, that's exactly right. Um, You see, we can all have a pleasant disagreement. Mm -hmm. We can all believe our own individual ways. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with um, honest conservatism and ominous liberalism. They just have two different philosophies. But if we work together for the betterment of the country, well, then we can have a pleasant disagreement. Right. So we can have pleasant understanding. And this is what we've got to work towards. What What is really sabotaging us is the scheming and delusions of fantasy that, you know, we've got groups of people going through. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, look, QAnon is a fantasy. It's an illusion. It's a, it's a complete delusion. And so it's, and it was supported through a lot of falsehoods and a lot of lies. So the context was not a supportive mechanism. It was a mechanism. It was a constructed so that somebody could have more power. Right. Power over. And, Um, that has been sort of the driving force of a lot of the um, rebelliousness and disconnect that we've had in this country and, of course, in, you know, in the rest of the world somewhat. But we've got to get to um, a different context by learning how to move to that middle, live with disagreements, Listen to what somebody else's perspective is that's supportive of our society and culture, and then try to find middle ground to where it's a win-win situation. Okay. So and that's exactly think- what needs to uh, occur uh, over the next eight years, let's say. So basically, this is all about us feeling and coming to the right and proper feelings about the the country we want to have and want to live in. This is just so exciting to me. (laughs) Well, and you see how, (laughs) see, that's what moves the needle as a a evolutionary uh, perspective, which is the way we always have to try to look at things, especially astrologically. We're we're just looking at energy. Right. And it's up to human beings how they use the energy. Right. I can look at I can look at individuals' charts and see the energy, but I can't tell you how they're going to use it. That's the part that's up to us. That's the part that's up to us. Now, when I look at the chart of um, when that Uranus went into Taurus back in March, 
We also had had a sun, Neptune. Well, Neptune is the biggest fantasy delusional energy there is. And sun is how we, uh, it's our purpose. It's our vitality. It's our identity. It's our creative ability, our independence and individualism. Well, when you put those two together, of course, we've got groups that are living in fantasy land, scheming, trying to hold on to power. And so now we're, we've got to turn the corner in 21 yeah. as uh, a refreshing change is coming in. We've now got to catch up to uh, that new perspective. And that new perspective is actually coming to us next weekend when we move to a uh, Mercury retrograde. Oh, okay. Can I talk about that for a second? Because every time Mercury retrograde happens, I say to you, oh my gosh, like my world is going to fall apart. And you're like, chill out. This is not bad. You need to relax. So tell us a little bit about Mercury retrograde and what that means. Well, it's very interesting because this particular Mercury retrograde starts out an 800 year new cycle. Okay. We're starting that, that cycle. Yep. Okay. That's a We're long We're now time. moving into air. Okay. Which Meaning. is, which is Aquarius is an air sign. Air is thinking. Air is in mental. Okay. And so as we start moving into this uh, Mercury retrograde in Aquarius, We've got to move to a different level of high-mindedness, a different level of feeling and understanding and realize that the mind ruled by the ego and the personality has to submit and acquiesce to feelings mm -hmm. to know truth. So like intuition, gut instincts. That's right. Thinking so we, we are now entering into a time period where we are going to begin communicating correctly by evaluating what the mind is saying, because the ego can say anything. The personality justifies anything. But we got to move it into our gut brain, our feeling mind, feeling brain, feeling mind, to evaluate how does this feel? And if it don't feel good, we got to learn how to reject the thought, reject analytical, critical thinking, because it's only programmed thinking. Right. It's sort of like hitting inside of me that the same thing I said at the beginning of this podcast where people in my circle, we keep saying, God, I just, you know, I'm craving normalcy. I just want things to get back to normal. And I think that that registers to me as such a, a head thing of what we know, what we're used to, what we're comfortable with. But in my gut, like even when I'm listening to you talk about this, I'm thinking how exciting, because as humans, we are being asked to, to take a step further and to dig into what's actually happening and what we feel and what we can bring to the table as a group, what isn't just a self-serving motive, what is better for the whole. And all those things are actually exciting, but it's very uncomfortable right now. Well, think of this. If dreams did not come true and hopes may not be fulfilled, and the reason is, is they're all based on what you know. Right. And so you can only know the past. That's but right. if you explore the possibilities they've never been touched or reached before, now you're moving into the new realm of an evolutionary and discovering new truths of what the potential can be. So we've been delved in, admired in this whole year of 2020 from an old paradigm. Right. We'll now have to move to a new paradigm. And that's the power behind this, this new Mercury retrograde. So let's talk about Mercury retrograde in general. Okay. You see, if you think of Mercury retrograde, it retrogrades in the same element three times in a year. So there's three air signs. 
Aquarius, Libra, and Gemini. And so when Mercury goes retrograde, it always means re. Look up every word with the with that starts with re. Rethink, reevaluate, refeel, renegotiate. Re, in other words, you get the meaning of re-look at everything you've been looking at from that known place to what is the possibility of a new way of thinking, a new way of evaluating, a new way of living. And that would be what this retrograde is about. And so the retrogrades, they go retrograde in a, if you think of a circle, and, I've, and if I stand on one side of the circle, I can only see just a small periphery of that circle. But then if I go around to the another side of the circle, I get to see that small periphery of the circle. And then when I finally go around to another side of a circle, I get to see that part of the circle. So in one year, we're getting a whole new perspective and uh, analyzing and evaluation through all Mercury retrograde so that now we can have a new organization of life. We can set up a new enthusiasm for new goals based on a new future. We can, we can, in, we can get involved with a different dance of life and with more enthusiasm accepting a new perspective because we see it differently. And so, yes, we are going to get through all of this, but it's going to be a new, a new, a new order. Right. So what would you say to the people listening who are just like, no, 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 no. I loved my life before all this shit. <laughs> so like, why would I want to, you know, move into something new and like, what does that look like? Like you said to me the last session we did that the quicker that I could accept that there is, we're not going back, we're going into something new. And the quicker that I could accept that, the easier it was going to be for me because the more I tried to fight or go back to the way things were, it was just going to be create more difficulty in my life. Would you say that to those people? Well, what the, what, what this is the thing. Uh, all human beings are wired to live in homeostasis. In other words, no change. Right. Oh, I hate change. It's so hard. Well, how are we going to evolve? I know. So you can't evolve wanting to go back to something that's old that's no longer there. Right. You can only go forward and evolve into what is new. Right. And so society evolves. We evolve individually. And we look at our current circumstance as it is right now and say, how does this offer new opportunities, new possibilities for my future? And that has to be exciting. Yeah. Because staying, staying the same becomes very boring. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if I mean, this is why do we want relationships because they force us to grow. They challenge us. Yeah, but that's a subconscious thing that we, maybe we want that subconsciously, but like, I don't, ah. so I don't walk into a relationship and go, Ooh, I really hope this challenges me to grow more. It does. Yeah. It always does. But those mm -hmm. are the uncomfortable parts of the relationship. Right. So that is, I think what a lot of us collectively are going through right now is that, 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 Oh, no, 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 no. Like this was comfortable. I need that, that part of my life back. And instead of thinking, okay, that went away. What is the next thing? You know? Sure. <laughs> so let's look at something. If you go out and buy a new car and you have that fresh smell and that new, that newness and all, and it's very exciting. Yeah. What, what happens in about six, eight months? It's gone. <laughs> All that newness is gone, isn't it? Yeah. When we fall in love and we, we're infatuated and we're just so excited, what happens in just a few short months or a year? 
Let's go for a year because that was depressing. Okay. <laughs> a few short months. <laughs> Let's go for a year. Okay, for what a happened year? in about a year? The honeymoon phase is over. Reality. That's over. right. Now all of a sudden we got to move into a new phase of negotiation. Right. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Now we got to learn how to negotiate. Yeah. But you see, this is evolution, and okay. this is how we all move forward to become better and more whole within ourselves is by meeting the challenge of the moment, mm -hmm. by being reflected back to the objective of another person, mm -hmm. by reflecting society is changing. It's not coming back. So we've got to grow with it. Yeah. If we stay stuck in the past, well, then you're going to be in uh, depression and you're going to be in anxiety right. when things don't work out. Yeah. And so... Um, we're, we're definitely moving into that place. Only willfulness is a negativity of trying to keep things the same and it never works. No, trust me. I've tried. <laughs> <It's not laughs> it. it is not. We've all tried. <laughs> We've all tried. I mean, you know, uh, because it's a natural desire within each one of us is to, keep everything on a steady level and steady plane. If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. I will say what you said earlier about um, getting to the new phase and like just not even understanding how great things could actually be because we only operate based on our past experiences. So it's like this world could be so much better than we've ever even lived in and we just don't even comprehend that yet. Like leaning into that mentality of like, ooh, what's the universe up to? What is it gonna bring next? Because maybe, not maybe, but it's probably gonna be greater and better than what I've had in the past, what I thought I loved so much. That's one thing I've learned in COVID is all the things that disappeared. I mean, I still had so many things in my life to be grateful for or that I loved even more because of the other stuff going away. And so I am curious. Like when I stay in a place of like staying curious about the next phase, it brings me a lot, of, a lot more peace than trying to control it and, and deny it even. Yeah. I mean, you know, so, you know, there's there's a part of us pulled you know, one of my favorite stories with Yogananda um, was that if you think of the um, if you th uh, if you think of we're trying to pull away from the sun because 
we want to be our human individual selves. Yeah. But the, the sun or God is more powerful and it keeps pulling us back so that we have a steady cycle around that sun so that we don't get too far away and we don't get too close that burns us. Yeah. So it keeps us at the right place, right position. Okay. And that's the way I like to think of life as it moves forward. We're never going to get too far away from where we're supposed to be. Yeah. The latest story that I've been telling a lot of clients is the one about the, the river. You told this to me. I was just about to bring it up. It's so good. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, your spirit has set your path. It sets you in your boat. You're rowing down the river. And when your ego or your personality wants to go off and, and meet some new situation or meet a new person, and all of a sudden the activity or the person or whatever's going on becomes a big disappointment, you've bumped up against the riverbank. You've bumped up against the boundaries that is laid out for your life plan. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to be able to get too far off course so that you keep going down your steady path of evolution and growth and becoming more of what you can potentially be. And staying in that flow. That's what and we were staying in that flow. The river. That actually, when you told me that, that helped me so much because I tend to look at the hardships of my life as punishment, you know, like, oh, I didn't do something right or I didn't. This was a bad decision. And, and just completely thinking like I'm fucking up my life, honestly, all like I, that's how I feel with it. And you said to me one time, rejection is your best protection. And so I, now that I have the river analogy in my head, too, I just think I think I can think back in the last couple of years and the things that have really sucked. And I felt like, Oh, why did I do that? Why did I make that decision? Why did I get in that relationship? Why did I make that business choice? And it's just, it was just, I was up on the bank. And so now I'm just getting back into the flow and it looks pretty messy while you're like getting back <laughs> off the bank, maybe. but I'm looking forward to being back in the flow of the river because it's just so much more peaceful and trusting that the universe is just getting me back, back on the path that I came here to, to do. Well, when you think of it, that spirit is in charge, the, your soul is in charge. If your soul is in charge, you cannot make a mistake. Right. You can only get into something that's going to teach you, educate you about something that your ego, personality, mind has led you off course because of something, some sort of desire. Yeah. And it wasn't right for you. So right. I like to think of it in terms, if something fails in your life, a relationship fails, an activity fails, something you've put a lot of energy into, I like to think it of, well, spirit must have something better for me in mind. Yeah. And if we just keep believing in that with trust and faith, well, then ultimately it makes the path a lot, a lot calmer. For sure. I mean, even just when we talk about this, my body is like, you know, I feel the calm because I think it, as much as I like to be in control, I think it's very stressful to try to control every single thing and not be trusting in that gut instinct, like you're saying, which is my soul talk. Usually when I stay in my head, I guess it's stressful. <laughs> it's really stressful yeah, well. up there. <laughs> okay, so we when, have when you get into stressful situations, just realize there's a there's something going on that's in that out of harmony between the head and the heart. Okay. Oof. Oh, that hurt. <laughs> that one did hurt. That one did. So there's something wrong with feelings versus thinking. Okay. So you're either all in your head or you're all in your emotions and it's out of balance, out of, out of harmony with, with yourself. Yeah. And that's the way that you can slow the river down. One of the other things that I always loved with Yogananda is he said, look, the pendulum is going to swing. And when it swings so far one way, 
it's got to swing that much distance the other way. And it's just like Hume talked about the shadow side of ourselves. When we disassociate with what we don't want to see about ourselves to associate totally with what we try to project, we're out of balance. We're not accepting a totally of ourselves. So we have to stand in the middle and accept ourselves totally. And that's how we um, come to terms with who we really authentically are, is be in the middle. And when the pendulum only swings just a little bit back and forth, you never get too high. You never get too full of yourself. So therefore, you never get too low. You never get too disappointed. You never get too, too melancholy. So you stay in balance. Yeah. And staying in balance is probably the most important thing you can do. And that comes into aligning head and heart, mm -hmm. which comes into if it, you, you can think everything. You see, your thinking mind doesn't need you. Your ego personality does not need you at all. It thinks totally on its own. Hmm. So the critical analysis is always going on in your head. But when you hear it in your self-talk, you need to decipher if it's making you feel good or making you feel bad. Yeah. If it doesn't make you feel good, well, then you totally need to reject the self-talk. You need to reject whatever's going critical on your mind. Because there is, there is not, nothing you should ever be critiquing about yourself. If you do something wrong one minute, well, then you honestly, thoroughly forgive yourself for it, for being human the next minute. You know, they, um, Dr. David Hawkins talked about, um, he talked about forgiving yourself as a lot of people have. But if you thoroughly, honestly forgive yourself, in the next moment, well, then you've let go of the energy of being human. Mm -hmm. Dr. Hawkins talked about being human is not easy. It's very difficult. St. Germain said that if an angel incarnates down here, it is very difficult for an angel, a spirit, high spiritual being, not to set negative energy into motion because this is a world of duality. It's very difficult to be a human. So being human, just be human. People come to me all the time and say, oh, I want to be spiritual. Oh, I meditate. Oh, I do this. And my answer is, well, quit trying to be spiritual because you are. Right. How about just try to be human? Yeah. Be the best human you could be. That's going to be spiritual growth. That to me just registers with the idea of humility and just accepting that we, yeah, we're going to make mistakes over and over and none of us are perfect. I also was thinking when you were talking about Mercury retrograde being the re time, like re whatever. I was thinking what an interesting time for us all to reintroduce ourselves to ourselves, you know, like <laughs> really get to know, get, know yourself on a different level. Beautiful. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better, Callie. I think you listen to me. <laughs> I actually do, Marv. <laughs> <laughs> so what else after this mercury retrograde that's coming up first of all how long how long will mercury be in retrograde that's typically three weeks okay and so now, the big thing about mercury retrograde that i want you to know is that when you ask questions during a mercury retrograde it's a great time to get insights okay when you don't understand something if you just ask questions, you know, Albert Schweitzer said the problem with man is he never asked the right questions. So we need to question ourselves. We need to understand. And if you question yourself, talking to your angels, talking to your high self and your spirit, you will get an answer. Okay. So when you go through a Mercury retrograde cycle and things are falling apart or not working right or frustrations keep popping up when things don't work out right, ask the question, why? What do you need to learn from it? 
Now, the biggest time to learn is when the Mercury crosses back over the sun. So a retrograde means that from our point of view, the planet Mercury is going backwards and forwards. Okay. And when it comes right in conjunction to the sun, that is a time to where there's like a, uh, a gap and a break in the understanding. And that is time you can come into reconciliation of what's going on during this retrograde cycle so, that you may have deep questions about. Right. So in other words, you start moving into a different kind of opportunity and clarity. And that will occur on, guess when? February the 8th. What? February the 8th? Okay. Does that date remind you of something? No, but I feel like I'm going to kick myself when you tell me what it is. Well, February, I think it's February 9th that we're going to start the impeachment trial. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. See how that works? Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. That's the beauty of energy. That's the beauty of astrology is what I've loved for 50 years. So let's talk about another um, uh, planetary pair okay. that is going to bring great optimism uh, in our lives that just was uh, just started on December 21st, okay. right at the summer, right at the winter solstice. Okay. And that's Jupiter Saturn. Yeah. Jupiter Saturn is how we all construct reality. And reality is constructed by all the messages, all the associations, all the mimicry, all, all of the things that you've been taught, all your language that comes from mother, father, teachers, societies, friends, peers, and whoever you hold on a pedestal. So it's programming. We create the reality on old programming. Right. Okay, and that's what Saturn is. Okay. Now, Jupiter okay. is called the Santa Claus of the Zodiac. The Santa Claus? Like it's bringing a the bunch of Santa stuff. Claus of the Zodiac. It brings presents. It brings things happening in, of ease. It brings you all the joys and happiness. So we have a Saturn to kick our butt. But we have a Jupiter that brings us a wealth of wonderful, good feelings and harmony. Sounds like I like Jupiter. And success. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we all do. Okay. So when they come together, it is a 20-year cycle. Now, in the macrocosm, when we look at the country or we look at the world, Jupiter-Saturn is an economic cycle. Interesting. Ah, every 20 years, we have a new Jupiter-Saturn. So we have to look at our reality, how we constructed our reality through economics, through growth, through whatever reality is. And we have to look at it and say, okay, it's time to go beyond that now. Right. So to get all my presents, to open them all up, I got to go through this cycle. And that's where we're at right now. And guess what that cycle started in? Aquarius. Okay. Well, what does that have to do with it? So you see how this is all coming together? We got an Aquarian age. We got the ruler of Aquarius just went in in March. Now we've got the economic and reality builder going into Aquarius and starting a whole new 20-year cycle. Interesting. Jupiter is high-mindedness. This is super conscious mind. 
So Jupiter is higher education, higher learning, it's traveling, it's getting, it's getting other ideas and concepts and opinions of cultures and so forth as we travel. We're getting a greater grady learning opportunity with university learning. So we're moving out of that lower education into a greater educational opportunity. And this is how we get our presence. If we keep we be, moving forward. Well, we will keep. You don't have any option. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the river is going that away, Kelly, okay. and you're not getting off of it. I better just get on board, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so you, you can either paddle with it or you can try to paddle against it, but you're still going forward. Right. I think I'll try to okay. go forward then. <laughs> <laughs> So when we look at that Jupiter-Saturn, I thought what we would do is we would run around the Zodiac and talk a little bit about where this Jupiter-Saturn, this opportunity to grow is going to be in our life over the next 20 years. You mean for each individual sign? Okay. Yes. I, yeah, let's do that because I think people would want to know. I, I want to know. Where, you want to? You can't wait till I get the cancer, huh? Can't wait. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so when we look at Aries, so we everything starts off with Aries because that's the beginning. Okay. And when we look at Aries, so Aries is going to be changing uh, their hopes, dreams, and wishes. They'll start coming in contact with different kinds of groups and joining different associations, and so they'll be. Um, uh, new friendships, new connections with like-minded people are going to be dominating their life um, as we start moving forward. Okay. And they'll start seeing new opportunities for hopes, dreams, and wishes. Because you see, who helps us build hopes, dreams, and wishes? Our friends. Oh. Oh, yeah. the people that we know, the people that think like we do. Yes. So this is where Aries is going to get their growth. Through friendships. Yep. Okay. Any Aries? And for Taurus, this is going to be great for Taurus because they're going to start growing in their um, status in the world. They're, they're going through a great time for um, claiming their um, opportunities, uh, the careers, Career is a big thing. Growth in career. They'll probably find over the next few years they get different positions. Uh, this is going to be a very successful period in the life of Tauruses. They're okay. going to be changing quite significantly in how they use their talents and abilities. So they're also going to be growing because of that change. And so they're going to be bringing on um, probably uh, different uh, career opportunities, and uh, it's a, be a very good time for the career growth. I have a question. So is this based on your sun sign holy, or like, because I'm a Taurus rising, so would any of that apply to my life as well? Well, yes, so that we could, we could as a Taurus rising, we would know that this would be happening in your 10th. Okay. What does 10th mean? But you see, this is the thing. A rising sign is just simply who we instinctively operate as. It's not who we are. So Our sun sign is who we are. So this I, is who we're becoming. You are becoming a cancer. You I, are using I, cancer energy. You are using feelings and emotions to it. refine your creativity your individuality. So basically you operate, you present to the world your rising sign, and then you also have a sun and a moon. Yeah. But the sun, so the sun is, who is just we are. The sun is who you actually are. Okay. The moon is who you've been in the past. Oh that's God. all your habits. Got it. Okay. That's habits of the past, that's experiences, emotions of past experience. So we need to let go of our moon 
and our ascendant to become our sun, which is our power. Okay. Without the sun, nothing lives. Yeah. Okay. 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 Moving on to Gemini. Gemini. Gemini is probably going to find themselves wanting to learning to learn more, go back to school, go back, do a lot of travel. I would say there's traveling in uh, the Geminis. Okay. Um, there's going to be a new way in which they uh, reconnect uh, to their position in society and how they want to participate in the world. Okay. Interesting. That sounds fun for Gemini. Yeah. And for cancer. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so this is going to be happening in their place of where they are going to uh, start determining how they want to share their energy, how they want to put it out there for people, how they want to integrate what they have to offer so that that makes the whole grow. So it makes another individual. It's how we share our energy our talents, our abilities, our tools. And so you're going to be under looking at the magnifying glass of intimacy, how you, how you participate in the world and how you get from the world and how you give to the world. Mm. This is oh. all stuff you've already been telling me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. What about Leo? And now as we move into Leo, we're moving into relationships. Ooh, that's good for a fire sign, isn't it? Yeah. So relationships, they are um, looking at the relationships and deciphering what it is that uh, they want out of a relationship. Uh, they may decide they want more authority in the relationship. They want to take more responsibility. Uh, a lot of times you'll find that uh, with this signature, they want to push off problems on the relationship, but actually those problems in the relationship are theirs to own. So uh, Leos are going to start um, taking responsibility for the problems in their lives, in their relationships. And this is in relationship, partnerships. Uh, and it's also open enemies. They may find themselves um, battling people that are going against them. Okay. Virgos are going to find that their work life is going to become very, very busy. Very busy. And they're not going to get quite the rewards that they want for a little while. Because they're they're putting they're 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 getting involved and in being responsible and creating new routines, new disciplines, uh, for the ability to now expand and participate with the um, the greater whole's needs. Okay. So they're going to be fitting their needs and their wants into the needs and wants of a greater whole, a company, wherever they're working. Okay. Because everybody works on unequal relationships in a company. Yeah. And so they're going to be defining, redefining some of their roles, working very hard, establishing new routines. Interesting. Libra is all is going to start establishing a new creative uh, perspective about things, how they want to uh, build different kinds of relationships. Uh, how they want to uh, learn how to take a risk to be something more. So they're going to start moving out into having more play, having more fun, and uh, taking a chance on being something more. And so this is where children become involved. They could be children are introduced into their life. Um uh, they can find more hobbies that could expand who they are and who they've been. So it's a good time to start uh, researching hobbies and things that you want to do in life. Okay. This is okay. so fun because I'm thinking of a person or a friend that I know in every sign that you've said, and I'm like, oh, that actually makes sense for them. This is interesting. <laughs> 
and Scorpio. Scorpio. Well, I have so many Scorpios in my life. Oh, so Scorpios need to move. They're probably going to be making some moves and making adjustments in their emotional security, stability, their self-image. They're going to be changing quite a bit of change at the depths of themselves. Ooh. So their growth is going to depend on their self-image and their uh, confidence within themselves, and that'll be continuing to grow and change over the next uh, uh, the next year and several years of their life. Wow. So they could be making some major changes in um, their inner home, which would be reflected in their outer home. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And Sagittarius. This is my boy. Sagittarius. Tell me. <laughs> okay. Sagittarius is going to start looking at things differently from a people, places, and things perspective. It's going to evaluating how they participate with relationships. Great. You know, our <laughs> earliest relationships comes from our um, brothers and sisters. So we're really, they could uh, start having more interactions with their family, brothers and sisters, start seeing things from a different perspective, start labeling things differently and building a different kind of reality and uh, taking different responsibilities based upon a new way of thinking about things, new way of labeling things. See, we all put labels on things. Right. Well, a chair is only a chair because you and I agree it's a chair. But when we look at it from a universal standpoint, I may like oak trees. You may like pine trees. Right. But <laughs> a Sagittarius, aren't they more like they don't want to label stuff because they're very free spirited and they don't want to be boxed in? Yeah, but to operate in reality, they have to label everything. Right. Okay. So now everybody's got to have a name. Everything's got to have a um, understanding that aligns with the right context that they find themselves in. Okay. So, so in other words, if we're talking about relationships, they better get their thinking in alignment with that relationship, shouldn't they? Yeah. I oh, yeah. They start labeling that relationship wrong. They won't have one. I'm just going to send this part of this video to my boyfriend. (laughs) So in other words, um, Sagittarius is going to be going through a different way of reasoning things, analyzing things, and then using that to evaluate uh, how they how they look at things from a different label, a different perspective, a different perception. Okay. okay. And now as Capricorn, we get to that final one. Huh? But that's you. Yes, that's me. (laughs) So this is the is going to find this is going to be in their second house of talents, tools, and abilities. Okay. So they're probably going to be coming out with different feelings of how they want to move forward in their life with their abilities and um, resources, resources, our resources in our life is our ability to survive. So in other words, it's all of our talents. And we all get pigeonholed into thinking, well, I'm only good at this. Well, I'm only good at that. And then the truth is, is we're multi-talented individuals right. with lots of capabilities, lots of potential. And so Capricorn is going to be growing in how they're going to put their energy out into the world to be offered to uh, to a, a greater advantage, to a greater resources, and uh, greater satisfaction in participation in the world. That's interesting. Now, Aquarius is obviously going to become more independent, more individuated, more uh, all the Aquarian things we talked about earlier, much more imaginative. They are probably going to rebel quite extensively over to status quo, and they're going to uh, be limited in energy a little bit so that they start prioritizing what's important. Oh, okay. Uh, So they've got to get more in alignment with 
rebuilding their self, rebuilding how they present themselves to the world. And so, you know, if you're a QAnon, you probably want to think about being something other than that. <laughs> Not a good school of learning, but... <laughs> because that's, that, that didn't work out so good. So in, other words, <laughs> so in other words, Aquarius is going to be putting, bringing on a different persona uh, that they want to present to the world, breaking free from, from old, outdated modes of thinking yeah. and becoming more individualistic, more intuitive and, and following their intuition more than just the ego and power needs. Okay. For Pisces, you are discovering uh, what's going on um, in your in your subconscious mind. This is where you are going to grow in uh, realizing your habits and patterns of self sabotage. Mm -hmm. uh, how you how you are supportive how you sacrifice to uh, help society be a greater whole, help any organization you're involved in to be greater. So Pisces are very sacrificing people to make things better. And this is going to be a time uh, and a cycle that they learn what's motivating them. What was their intention? What are they trying to accomplish how are they participating in helping the growth of the whole? Because that's where they get the greatest satisfaction. Is that is that typical for a Pisces to already operate like that? Or is this a big shift happening for Pisces? Well, this is going to be even a greater shift. They're going to be much more responsible for uh, self-sabotaging thoughts mm -hmm. and motivations Okay. And it's, they're going to recognize how they've created a lot of the victim circumstances or circumstances in their lives that are not working out very well. Yeah. Okay. So it's giving them the opportunity to understand what's going on in the subconscious mind that's the creating the reality that I'm not very happy with. Yeah. Okay. Is that the last one, Pisces? That's the last one. Well, we did it. To me, I heard a lot of evolution for all of us within that. I mean, different areas, obviously, some being work-related, some being the inner, you know, emotional aspects of things, some being taking responsibility, but all of it seems to be a level up from where we are now. So that's ah, it was pretty exciting. That's a pretty big, exciting possibility thinking. There you go. <laughs> Curious what the universe has in store for all of us. So if people, if people want to do a deeper reading on their own, you know, their own sign, I, I know I talked a little bit about the sun, the moon and the rising and people, some people might've been like the what? So can you tell people where to find you in case they're looking for a deeper reading and maybe some of the different things that you do offer? So you can always go to astromarv.com. That's okay. my website. You can, you can email me at marvin at astromarv.com. Okay. And you can certainly call me at 615-557-5667. Now, I am an astrologer. I've been doing it for 50 years. But I'm also a master hypnotist and, and neuro-linguistic programmer. So I work very deeply with the subconscious mind and those patterns that I talked about of Pisces and help people to overcome some of their stressors, anxieties, or depressions in life. And of course, I can always read past lives and so forth as I started doing that stuff back in the 80s when I was a hippie. Well, I've done all of that with you. We did some hypnosis stuff, which I thought there was no chance that I would go out. And I did. When I came back, you were like, how long do you think you were sitting there? And I was like, I don't know, 15 or 20 minutes. You were like, that was an hour. <laughs> but I mean, you told me you could, you've worked with people to quit smoking. Even it's all the, the mental things that we don't seem to be able to control ourselves or anything that's in the subconscious mind. Um, that hypnosis really does work for that, which I found so oh, fascinating because yeah. I've never been exposed to that. And, and the wonderful thing is, is, I mean, it works very, very quickly. Right. 
Nero, you don't Nero, have to do anything. You just lay there. so fast. It's incredible. Yeah. And it's, so it's when, not, you, when you bypass the conscious, critical, analytical mind, you're in the greater brain. Yeah. It's tough to get there sometimes, but it is better. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, Marv, thank you for this. I mean, I know it gives me hope to just hear about us leveling up instead of just feeling like everything is crashing and falling apart. It just... You know, I've heard that saying where it's like you have to do any sort of reconstruction, you have to deconstruct first. So maybe right. we've been that and now we're ready to move forward into the new rebuilding of our lives. Well, it's an exciting time. Sounds like it. I'm going to start saying like that to the, myself every day. <laughs> it's like the Lewis and Clark expedition, discovering the Louisiana territory. Hey, well, there you go. Hey, there you go. <laughs> What a time to be alive. Oh, what a time to be alive. <laughs> All right, Marv. Thank you for doing this All with right, me. Kelly Kelly. Thank we'll you for having you me. Okay. I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Me too. I'll talk to you soon. Good luck. God bless. Same to you. Bye-bye. Bye. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom compatibility. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.